Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. We cover high school sports. So let's do this. for our continuing coverage of the 2016-2017 Red Eagles varsity football team as the Eagles headed to the playoffs to take on the Capel Cowboys here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and your Red Eagles Radio Network. And now it's time for the pregame show of your Rowland Eagles in the first round of the Texas State Playoffs. Alright everybody, welcome into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio with your continuing coverage of the 2016-2017 Rowland Eagles varsity football team as the Eagles have made the playoffs for a 12th straight season, folks. Now, that that is an amazing number within itself, and it also shows something within this district. It shows that the Rowlett Eagles have been able to be there and do that, uh, regardless who's been the coach or whatever the case may be. Now, the success in the playoffs after that, that part's really irrelevant, more so than if you just take a look at the number, 12th. The last time the Rowlett Eagles did not make the playoffs was 2004. So, looking at that number and seeing where we are today, you got to be happy with it as that that continually uh, good play within district making the playoffs. I don't know if there's any other team within the district that has done that. I don't think so. I haven't had time to look that up because it's been a busy, busy week getting ready for this game. Whether there's articles everywhere that we've been watching, uh, getting ready for today's game that is happening out at Capel with the Cowboys and over at Echo Stadium, all that. So it's been a busy, busy week. Someone will let me know. But 12 years, I don't think so. I think the Rowlett Eagles have got that within hand. Now, they may have like the the Rockwell Yellow Jackets have not even done that. And that's that across the bridge uh, rivalry that we have with those folks. Now, by the way, folks, just to let you know, there is an opportunity for your Rowlett Eagles to take on the Rockwall Yellow Jackets next week. That's if, of course, the Rowlett Eagles get the victory here today and the Rockwall Yellow Jackets won their first round. Not even sure when they're playing, if they're playing Friday night or to even today, Saturday. Not even sure. But if they win and the Rowlett Eagles win, face-to-face. Not sure where it's going to be played, whether it be in Rockwall or whether it be uh, over at Homer B. Johnson or even on a neutral turf. All that's determined after these games are played and after the first round is done, and then we'll find out where that's going to be. But 
Wouldn't it be nice to get the Rockwell Yellow Jackets again just to rub it in their face one more time? And I'm sorry, Chris Curtis, if you're listening to this uh, pregame show. And to those that don't know, Chris Curtis is uh, one of the guys that handles the media over for the Rockwell Yellow Jackets. Great guy, by the way. Um, And uh, if that happens, I'm going to bring him up on this show. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Rowlett-Rockwall rivalry. We'll talk about that Rockwall Yellow Jackets football team as he watches them all the time and he's really really up to date obviously on that football team as well as the other uh, teams over there in the Rockwall ISD all that being said big time game here tonight we got a win today to get to that game to take on the Rockwall Yellow Jackets now the, 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 the fan in me the want in me likes that rivalry and like I said I've said it before, I'll say it again. I know the Saxe Mustangs are the quote-unquote in-district rivals. But I'm going to tell you, I think the fact of the matter is the rival that's across the bridge, the Rockwall Yellow Jackets are really, really the true rival for this uh, Rowlett Eagles football team. that Now, like I said, that's a personal opinion. That's what I've been watching for years uh, while we've been covering this football team. And I've been watching Rowlett Eagles football for the time that um, we weren't doing the broadcasts. And the Yellow Jackets seem to always have the Rowlett Eagles number, except this year as the Eagles got that big-time win that they've been always trying to get, whether it been the last three years before that with Logan Bonner and not getting the victories and things of that sort when we started doing the broadcast. So it was nice to be able to get that victory. That victory, of course, was over at Cotton Bowl Stadium, uh, the second game of the season. Really exciting game for the Raleigh Eagles and the Rockwell Yellow Jackets, and it was tooth and nail through the whole thing. Now, we may get that opportunity to get that game one more time this year. Two times, Rockwell Yellow Jackets. That only spells attendance. Wherever it will be, that only spells attendance. And if it's right here at HBJ or over at Rockwall, let me tell you something. That place will be burnt down to the... Well, not literally, but I mean, there'll be so many people there. It'll be rocking. The stadium is going to be rocking. And it's going to be fun. So hopefully, we'll know a little bit about that if the Rowland Eagles obviously get the victory here tonight and the Rockwell Yellow Jackets get the victory in their first round game. So we'll be looking forward to that. And I'll be talking to the Eagle Eye Bill Cerna about that possibility as well. Uh, He is kind of like a coach, though. I don't want to talk about that game until we get to it. (laughs) But me being the fan, me being the guy that likes to watch this football team, and see this team play against rivals. And like I said, I think the Rockwell Yellow Jackets are a good one. So that's a possibility. But first round for the Rowlett Eagles happening here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. You hear the coverage over on our website, www.thecouchpotato.wix.com forward slash Rowlett Eagle Sports. We're going to have it all set up over there on the website. We kick it off at 1 o'clock and we come on right at 1. We do the pregame show early. We're doing this and it's going to be up Thursday night or Friday morning. One of those two. So you got plenty of time to hear the pregame show. 
and get yourself ready. Uh, and guys, by the way, just to let you know, this is not a far trip. I get it. I understand. Getting in the car is a pain in the butt. Driving for about 40 minutes, I get it. I understand, but it's only 40 minutes. And it's only on the capel. So I'm going to help you, okay? All right? This is simple. It's not very far, if you think about it. Hop on the George Bush, get on the 35 North, take the airport exit. It's the second exit. Then go south for about a uh, block and a half or two or something like that, and you'll see the stadium off in the right. It's not hard. Get on the George Bush, go north on the 35, then get off on the exit to go to the airport, second exit, then go south. You can't miss the stadium. Once you get on the George Bush, you don't have a lot of turning to do, guys, okay? It's not very hard. So, I want to see the Rowlett Eagles out there in force. It's a Saturday. I get it, and I understand college football is going on, but let's be honest. In Texas, high school playoffs more important than any college game going on right now. Okay, sorry. It is. So, I want to see the Rowlett Eagles out in force. Now, of course, we're going to be putting this pregame show up in all of the Rowlett pages so everybody can get an opportunity to hear it and everything. So, make sure you get out. No excuse. Get out there, Sonny Clark. And the Eagle Eye Bill Cerner are going to be there. You can hear that game live, whether you're in the stands. You bring your cell phone. Charge that phone up, and you can hear us. 347-215-7497. Now, for those that will make the excuse, I mean, can't make it, <laughs> the website's the way to go. www.thecouchpotato.wix.com forward slash Rowlett Eagle Sports. Don't miss out on it, okay? If you, for some reason you can't make it here live, at least get to listen to it. Now, just to let you know, last game of the year for the Rowlett Eagles, our listenership was at 10,000. And, by the way, I just want to put it out there. Thank you for everybody that messages me, okay? And I want to publicly thank you. I get lots of messages saying thank you for the work that you do. Thank you for bringing it to the community. And, folks, that was the original idea about the whole thing in the first place, is get the community involved right here in Rowlett with, obviously, the hometown team. Now, I know a lot of uh, kids go to Saxe. And they live in Rowlett. I get it, I understand. But really, Rowlett is my home. My kids actually go to Lakeview Centennial. so uh, so, And they're going to be in action in the playoffs as well. So I unfortunately won't be able to go see them in their situation with their games. And, and besides, my, my one that works with the varsity is actually injured. So he won't be able to be doing what he normally does. Does He's just going to go out there and he's going to cheer for his uh, Lakeview Centennial Patriots. So that having been said, here we are today, your Rowlett Eagles taking on the Capel Cowboys in the first round of the 2016 playoffs. It's going to be exciting. You get to hear it right here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And we're going to take a quick break here as we're here in the pregame show. In the pregame show, of course, as always, is being brought to you by Regal and Rustic Estate Sales of Dallas. Now, folks, I talk about these guys all the time, and I tell you the reason why. Because, first of all, I met Renee Sheffield. And let me tell you something. Sometimes when you meet someone, you kind of get a feeling about them when you first meet them. 
and a genuine love for what she does is the biggest thing. That means that you get the dedication of a person who does what they love. And when you get that, that helps as far as your feeling confident in giving her your business. And that is important. So, folks, I want you to realize, if you have need for a Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, if you're if you're planning on trying to liquid, uh, liquidate things that are in your home, you're trying to get rid of maybe even a certain piece and make sure that it gets handled right and uh, sells for the right amount, or you know, or you're you're liquidating a home because you, your parents are going into an assisted living place. The compassion, the caring, and the understanding that you get with Renee Sheffield and Regal and Rustic Estate Sales is second to none. All right, so they're going to coordinate and tailor a plan for you and your family, regardless what it's going to take in order for it to get done. So call them seven days a week, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., 972-861-0231. Ask for Renee Sheffield. Tell them Sonny Clark sent you. And thanks to the Regal and Rustic Estate Sales of Dallas for sponsoring our halftime, our, our pregame show here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. So we are going to take that quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about what we're going to see in today's game. We'll talk about some of the publications that come out, the uh, the articles, and who someone thinks someone's going to win. We're going to do all that here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and your Rowlett Eagles radio network. We'll be right back. Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors serving Rowlett 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-star HVAC contractors. Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. 
want something just for you, we can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, it is fresh. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice at your rally at Eagles, letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas or give them a call at 214-888-2848 or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. to the Couch Potato Sports Show and the pregame show of your Rowlett Eagles in the first round of the 2016 Texas State Playoffs here. I am Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, talking about your Rowlett Eagles. How about a season that um, was really good? I mean, you take away from the one loss. Of course, that 9-1 record, you take away from that one loss, and you really looked at this football team, and you, coming into the season, you wondered. And if you didn't, I, I don't know what you were watching or what your expectations were. And maybe, and, and maybe it's a good thing that other people have high expectations or think really positive going into it. But obviously, when you looked at the Rowlett Eagles, the biggest concern was the quarterback play going into this game. Now, granted, you, when you go from a Logan Bonner to a Preston Weeks and or and or you know uh, Garrett Hermes. You don't know what you're going to get because, first of all, we before this season, we did not see Preston Week on a varsity level. We did see Garrett Hermes. And then it was the question on who was going to start and things of that sort. 
And what it ended up turning out to be this year is, you know, especially outside of district where we've seen the first half usually played by Preston Weeks, the second half usually being wrapped up with Garrett Hermes. And then when they got into district, uh, we see Garrett Hermes here and there uh, compared to what was going on with Preston Weeks. So, you know, there's always going to be that question, especially on any football team. Because let's be honest, we talk about it all the time. Whether we're talking about it in the NFL, whether we're talking about it in uh, college football, or for folks that are like me, indoor football fans, the first thing you talk about is your quarterback play. But really what I think helped this football team as they moved in is the leadership at other positions. And the fact that you have seniors at those positions that could help move along the quarterback and help it get quarterback play. Whether it be Kobe Morrow in the backfield, whether it be Ladarius Dickens receiving the football, uh, or returning a kick, or whatever the case may be, or on the defensive side where you had Dylan Bauer as well as Gordon and some other seniors that helped. So I think the fact that they had leadership quality with the seniors that this team depended on to be leaders. Now, I talked about that I thought Dylan Bauer was the leader of the defense, and I really honestly still think that. But at the same time, defensively, you had guys making plays that are seniors and helped that football team out defensively and offensively to where when whoever was going to be the quarterback, whether it be Garrett Hermes or Preston Weeks, they felt confident going in because of the confidence of the players that were there. Obviously, under the tenure of Logan Bonner at the time, that having been said, that confidence still was able to be present this season without Logan Bonner because of the success that they had with Logan Bonner. They just brought that success and that feeling and that mentality into this season. And I think that's what helped the fact that the Rowlett Eagles could get victories and get big victories, whether, whether they're playing well or not. That part can be debated. That being said, though, the experience with the players, and then obviously when you add the coaching staff in there at the same time, you get a good nucleus right there. And then, usually within a nucleus, what the nucleus does, it makes the weaker get stronger. And I think when you look at the season, I think that kind of sums up our season in reality. Other guys making other guys better. And I think that comes from leadership and obviously that comes from desires of the players that play the game. And then add up on the fact that you got a great coaching staff out there. I Listen, we have been doing the play-by-play for this football team. Since the first year, Coach Stevens jumped into the saddle. And I have not heard one, not one, and this is not one bad aspect of his coaching at all. And I think the kids look up to it. I think the kids respect it. I think the kids respect the other coaches as well. So you have a unit 
that the coaches look and respect the players and they can look them right back in the eye and feel that respect and give that respect and give respect to the game. And, and we talk about it. I, I've had people ask me all the time, Sonny, how can you do the play-by-play for a football game? You know what it does to kids. You know what you know what could end up happening. And, and my answer is really simple. I don't know if I could do this if the people that played the game did not respect the game, respect what could happen to them. And that starts with coaching. That starts with education. And the Rowlett Eagles, I think, as well as the Texas Revolution and others, it, it, you know, the learning process of what it takes to play this this game and what could be the end results and educating everybody involved. And I think that is huge. And that's one of the reasons why, yes, I can do the play-by-play because it is. When you see a guy that's down on the football field, and we've had many, you're sitting there holding your breath and you're worried about the player and rightfully so. But knowing what the kids know going into the season, going into this game, going into the education and learning about what can happen now, I don't think there's, I don't want to say excuse because it's the bad word, but they're fully aware of what the situation is for them to play this game. So that's one of the reasons why I look at the sport and I look at the game and where it is today compared to when we were doing it 15 years ago when no one was talking about player safety. Uh, and it was, you know, the next mentality, next man up mentality. And that was not always a good thing. We can argue back and forth if it was good or bad, but at the same time, you had guys dinged up that had no business out on the football field because they were dinged up, but either A, felt the pressure that they had to be out on the football field, or B, wanted to be because they felt the pressure, or B, they just wanted to be because they were competitive. Nowadays, all that has changed. In today's game of football, it has changed. And the protection for the players, and especially on the high school level, and I've seen it all year long, this year and last year and the year before that, it didn't matter what medical people were given it. I mean, there could be a player down from the other team and the other team they're playing has their medical staff out there checking them out there, you know, immediately or until the other one gets there and then they helped each other. So, the simple fact of the matter is is when I felt when people asked me how could you do this? You know, especially with my history of concussions and things of that sort. How can I? Because of the education that these kids have and because of the education that the coaches have and the teaching mechanism of the game and how you tackle, when you tackle, why you tackle, and what it takes to play the game and play it correctly. Now, granted, there's always going to be that injury, but the way that the system is set up today is much, much different from the days when I played back in the 80s compared to what's going on in 2016. 31 years ago, when I graduated high school, getting your bell rung and having the coach say, get your butt back in the game, that was common occurrence. Now when you get your quote-unquote bell rung, they're sitting out. So, kudos to the Garland ISD, 
Kudos to the coaching staff. Kudos to the players being well aware of what this game is all about and obviously the rest of the playing it, but teaching how to play the game without that injury, without that kind of thing going on to where it was or is an issue. Kudos to everybody involved, and we see it. We see it in the tackling form. We see how the kids do it, and um, and we see the uh, play of certain players that they're really good players, but they play the game with the skill set of what football is all about, and that's one of the things I enjoy about this game. So um, that's the reason why, yes, today, because I'll tell you, folks, at one time I felt, I felt guilty calling the game and seeing what was going on. Now, we still call the big hits. Don't get me wrong. We still call the big hits and make it exciting and things of that sort. But the education, again, with the coaching staff, players, and everybody involved, even parents nowadays, they know the risk. They know what's going on. And they do whatever they have to do to protect themselves. And that's obviously playing the game, I think, the way that it was meant to be played in a safe environment with everything that you need in order to do so. So that's always a good thing. So um, I'm rambling here, but that being said, it, it is. It's about the Rowlett Eagles. It is about what's going on with them in the 2016 season. So let's go ahead and take a look at some of the games that are happening. Um, they have this in a, a quick video. Thanks to Richard Bauer, of course, Dylan Bauer's dad. Uh, as I follow him on Facebook, he posts all kinds of stuff, obviously, for the Rowlett Eagles. And he has a video up that says the five best by district round games. And let's just go ahead and use the music from the video. So let's just go ahead and do that and we'll review them. So the first uh, five, here we go. You can get uh, the updates on Sports HS. Here we go. Euless Trinity is at Allen at Allen Eagle Stadium. That's at 7.30 Friday. 1 p.m. Rowlett at Koppel at Koppel Buddies Echo Stadium as well. 7.30 Friday night, Plano East at Hebron, and you can catch that at Hawk Stadium in Carrollton. 2 p.m. Saturday, Cedar Hill at Waco Midway at Panther Stadium in Hewitt. Then Friday, 7 p.m., Justin Northwest at Denton at C.H. Collins Stadium in Denton. So those are the round one games that are going on thanks to that. I, I like that music. I'm going to maybe even steal that at some point. Um, so I had that play I, as I read it off to you. And so that, those are kind of cool things that are going on as far as the other games that are going on. Again, we talked about the Rockwell Yellow Jackets have an opportunity to meet the Rowlett Eagles if both teams win here uh, this weekend. But more stuff from the Dallin Dallas Morning News and things of that sort that you can find and uh, a lot of this I find from some of the players' families and things of that sort and I'm glad that they post this stuff so it's sometimes it's hard to find uh, but uh, they're talking about players to watch over there at the Dallas Morning News Sports Days HS, which is high school, obviously, is Ladarius Dickens. The next catch for Ladarius Dickens will be his 200th reception in a Rowlett Eagles uniform as he is all squared away. He's a third-year starter, of course, and has caught 53 passes this year for 831 yards and six touchdowns for the Eagles, of course, who are 9-1. and one. They take on the Capel as Rowlett finished second in the district, so that's the reason why Capel gets to host the 6A Division I game because of the way the district playoff qualifiers are sorted in Division I and Division II 
uh, schools by enrollment. We talked about that with the Eagle Eye Bill Cerna uh, a couple of weeks ago about how that worked out, and that's how it works out here with Capel. As uh, Capel was the uh, 9-6A runner-up to Joslet, uh, or and um, which puts them in Division Two, making Capel's uh, 6A top seed in Division One. So Rowlett takes the road, and they're going to go ahead and take them on. Now, again, your Eagles, they have reached the playoffs for their 12th straight season. Uh, fantastic. Fantastic. you got to like that. Um, and so uh, playoff uh, streak for Capel is four. So... The prediction, and that's according to the Dallas Morning News, Sports Day HS, is the Raleigh Eagles are going to win by a touchdown. 31 to 24 is their prediction in that game. So, obviously, we hope that that prediction is correct going into the game here tonight. By the way, just to let everybody know, that the Rowlett Eagles and the families and friends of this football team, they have a tailgate each and every week. And this week, no exception, as they're going to have a tailgate. And I'm going to try to make it out there because, obviously, the food is always great. Um, But the uh, playoff tailgate happens at Buddy Eccles Stadium for the pregame tailgate. It starts at 1030. They're putting – they're going to be – Pulling in uh, about 11, the team are, so that you can be there and root the kids on as they're going to help cheer cheer the boys in and help them with that. But they're going to have a grill, some prepared dishes, and a TV playing the 11 o'clock NCAA game. So bring a dish. It's not required to attend, but feel free to bring something if you want. Um, And, of course... Zach Watts with his world-famous gumbo. I wish I could have it. I'm allergic to shellfish, so he's got that shrimp in there, and Sonny won't be able to call the game. Some people might think that's a good thing. (laughs) But uh, just go over there, bring drinks, bring chairs uh, for your family, and look for the Big Eagle flag. That's where they're going to be around. So don't forget about the tailgate, and you get to meet the family members. You can talk about the Rowlett Eagles. You can talk about the team, talk about the players, and – just in reality, get get together uh, with the Rowlett Eagles fans. It's really cool, and they do a good job out there for the pregame uh, tailgate. So with more information that is out there, and you can find it, of course, there um, over on the Dallas Morning News, the Sports Day HS, that top 10 ranking in the Texas uh, 6A. Number one ranked is Allen. Number two, DeSoto. Number three, South Lake Carroll. Number four, the 10-0 Saxe Mustangs. Number five, Cedar Hill. Number six, Mansfield. Number seven, Denton Geyer. Number eight, your Red Eagles. And topping off the top ten is Duncanville at number nine and number ten, Euless Trinity. So just to let everybody know uh, about some more uh, rankings, at number twelve are the Lakeview Centennial Patriots, who are seven and three. 
And the Rockwall Yellow Jackets are at number 14 at 5 and 5. And I was reading some other articles out there is that they're expecting Rockwall to make a good push um, as they don't have a great record, but they barely made the playoffs. So they think the chances of Rockwall moving up as they are hitting their stride right at about the right time uh, is right out there. So just to let everybody know, about some of the other rankings that are going on. They have the Capel Cowboys who are eight and two. They got them at number 17. So some of those, um, numbers out there are really, uh, really cool, uh, for the numbers and how that works in the rankings. I always like taking a look at the rankings and where they are. Um, although you can't always follow them and, you know, say, hey, you, that's how the, obviously, you know, the, Rockwall Yellow Jackets and the Capel Cowboys are a lot lower than the Rowlett Eagles. It should be Breeze. Hey, that that's what high school football is. You gotta play the you know, as as some would say, um, if you listen to Randy Galloway, you gotta watch and play the damn game. So let's take a look at some of the other interesting games that are going on in the playoffs over in Region 1. Some really interesting games going on as uh, we talked about Euless Trinity taking on Allen. That's obviously one to keep an eye out on. Uh, over there in Region 1. Another game I think that you is going to be good is the, and we mentioned it, is the Hebron uh, Plano East game. I think that's going to be one that you can watch and uh, get a good idea of what's going to happen. But back in Region number 2, we'll take a look at some of the games that are going on in Region 2. Obviously, the games that affect Rowlett, they Rowlett get Coppell, and it's all about getting the victory in that game. But if Rockwell gets the victory against Montgomery, uh, they're going to meet in the second round. So uh, an opportunity for Rowlett and Rockwall to uh, meet up again. And like I said, I'm looking forward to that one. Dallas Skyline takes on the Saxe Mustangs. So that one's going to be a real, real tough game for them as they are making their way into the playoffs and trying to get set. And then another game that I want to watch, I wish, I, you know, depending on the situation when it is, uh, Mesquite Horns taking on the Woodlands. That's how it, Mesquite Horns always a, a team that I like to watch, just, just to watch. Uh, so over in region number three, though, uh, some other games that you can maybe take a look at that I've got my eye on that I want to watch. Uh, uh, it's a uh, Clear Springs is taking on Pierland and also another game over in that division. Katie against uh, uh, F.B. Travis is another one. And over in Region 4, just some other games that are going on that can keep you up. Lake Travis uh, is taking on uh, S.A. Madison. And then uh, another game that are going on that I think will be interesting is McAllen McAllen Memorial and Laredo United over in region number four. So just some games within the UIL and, of course, the 6A uh, tournament. Uh, so watch out for that. So it should be kind of interesting going forward into the playoffs here uh, in the 6A. All right, then now let's go ahead and take a break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, let's take a look at some of the numbers of what the Rowlett Eagles have done this year as well as the Capel. Cowboys will do that here after the break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and your Rowlett Eagles 
Radio Network. We'll be right back. In 1998, Scooter's Coffee was born. Co-founders Don and Linda Eccles began their amazing journey when they opened up their first drive-thru coffee house in Bellevue, Nebraska. Their motto is, amazing people serving amazing drinks amazingly fast. Scooter's only roast from the top 10% specialty coffee beans in the world. And their specialty, the Caramelicious. If you're new to Scooter's, you can't go wrong with ordering this rich velvety caramel gem. So make sure you check out Scooter's Coffee, located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive through so you can get onto your business real quick. That's Scooter's Coffee, located in Rowlett. selling your home could be the single most important decision you make in your life. You need someone with the experience and know-how to help you through this decision. Brian Chadwick of JP and Associate Realtors has you covered. Knowing the specifics of the Rowlett and Rockwall area is his specialty. Contact Brian at 972-533-9059 or visit him on the web at brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com that's Brian with a Y, not an I, Chadwick, dot jphomesforsale.com. At Chang Lee Taekwondo, learn the art of self-defense, discipline, respect, physical development, and mental focus. Become the best that you can be. At Chang Lee Taekwondo, we offer an after-school program, fitness kickboxing, birthday parties, summer camp, and homeschool classes. Check out our one-year anniversary special. Two weeks in a free uniform for $19.99. That's right, $19.99 gets you two weeks and the free uniform. Check out Chain Lee's at 469-506-4483 or visit them on the web at mychainlees.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney, not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. We represent both individual and small business debtors in Chapter 7, Chapter 11, and Chapter 13 bankruptcies. For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417. Or visit him on the web at www.mitchellps.com. Are you in need of an electrician in the Rowlett, Rockwall, or Saxe area? What kind of electrical work needs to be done, residential, business, or industrial? Contact Allen Bauer Electric for all of your electrical needs. It's important to have a qualified, licensed electrician taking care of any electrical problems you may be having so your loved one or customers are safe. 
We have built our business on quality for a fair price and good customer service, but of course. Give Alan Bauer Electric a call at 214-356-0197 and tell him Sonny sent you. Alan Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's me, Sonny Club, the hardest working man in sports radio. And upcoming That's is going to be the eagle-eyed Bill Cerna as we take a look at the game itself, as well as last week, and the setup for tonight's game. But that having been said, your Rowlett Eagles, they are 9-1 and one out on the season, 5-1 and one within district. Of course, that game, as far as the loss was concerned, went to the Wiley Mustangs. But take away from that, the Rowlett Eagles have put themselves in a pretty good spot. That having been also said, the Rowlett Eagles rank 61 in the state. That's according to Max Preps. But among 6A, they are at that ranking that we talked about earlier in the show. Now, Max Prepstone always gives you a lot of information, but it does kind of give you an idea. Uh, Uralad Eagles, uh, 565th in uh, the country, at least if you go by Max Prep. So, but looking at where the Rowlett Eagles are, let's find out how they got here. It started off with a win, their first game of the season uh, at Louisville. And this is a... Uh, game that has been played for the last three years for the first game of the season. The Louisville Fighting Farmers. The Rowlett Eagles got a three-point victory in that game. They came back the next week and they went ahead and took on the Rockwall Yellow Jackets. The Rockwall Yellow Jackets are a football team that is a very good football team now as they went into district. Although they finished 5-5, five and five, those last five, they have just moved right into it. And it seemed like maybe this could be the wake-up call for them, but it didn't. As the Rowlett Eagles got a 34-32 win, that was a close one, mind you, as far as that was concerned. Then the Rowlett Eagles took on the Plano Wildcats at... HBJ Stadium and got a very good, solid victory there, 31-7. to Then they went on the road to take on Fossil Ridge, and they went all the way to Keller to play at Lake um, South Lake Carroll's home field. And that game was a very close game as well as they got the victory 28-23. Then they went into the district play where they had no problem with North Garland, 42 to 6. Then Naaman Forrest was a pretty good fight, even though the score kind of looks like they won by three touchdowns. They did, but it was a fight. 28 to 7 for that victory. South Garland, 49 to 20. I think the number, the 20, is a little bit, you know, a little bit jaded as the Raleigh Eagles controlled that game from the beginning of the snap. Then, back on October 21st, they got the you know, they really got the snot beat out of them. Let's just put it honestly. They got the snot beat out of them, 33-7. to And then, in a big-time game, that was a, a, a crazy game, folks. As the Rowlett Eagles got the victory, 63-62 to in overtime. And that could have even been a higher point that if the coach of the Lakeview Centennial Patriots went ahead and kicked the one, 
the extra point instead of going for two after they got the penalty that moved them close. That could have been a, even a bigger number. But the Rowlett Eagles, all they had to do is get an out, uh, a uh, extra point from Aldana, and they got the victory there. So, and then they had no problem taking on the Garland Owls at Lake uh, at HBJ Stadium, and got a very solid win there, forty-eight to six. Now, going into the 2016 UIL Football State Championships, they take on Capel, and Capel is a football team that has really. I, I think this is a good test for you, Rowlett Eagles, in the first round. Overall, 8-2, and 6-1 and one in district, same as your Rowlett Eagles. And the way they got to where they are is they took on Bell. That was in Hearst, Texas, and they got the victory 28-21 in two overtimes. Then they went to McKinney to take on Boyd and got a 10-point victory there, 31-21. Then they took on the Allen Eagles, 42 to 20. They kind of kept it in there for a while, but then Allen just took away with it. Then they went ahead and took care. Um, well, actually, they went on the road to Dallas Jasset and they took a loss, 41 to 10. Then after that, Pierce over in Richardson, 41 or 48 to 16. Then Lake Highlands, 52 to 10. Then at White. They got the victory 40 to 14. Then Berkner against the Rams 42 to 7. Skyline. This was a big game for them. As they took on Skyline, got the victory 24 to 14. And then they came back against Richardson and pretty much pounced all over Richardson 52 to nothing. So that's where they end up where they take on your Rowlett Eagles in the 2016 UIL Football State Championships here. That's how they got where they got. So watching this football team and seeing where they are and what they have done to get to this point is huge. So when you take a look at the numbers, and I'm one of the, we're going to look at Capel and the Cowboys as far as receiving 191 yards, point six, and your Rowlett Eagles are right there with them. We'll talk about those numbers in a minute, but um, well above the national average, they are right there on the rushing yards, 176, and the national average is 177. Total touchdowns, 45. That's above national average. Tackles 81.2 above national average. Sacks 23.5 above national average. Interceptions 16 above national average. So this is a football team that obviously plays a little bit higher than what the national average is. So when you take a look at it, looking at the quarterback position, this is a a quarterback uh, that is going to be back next year, Brady McBride. In 10 games, 149 for 233, uh, of 233, for 1,865 yards, a 63.9% pass completion. Folks, that's an incredible number. 24 touchdowns, only 5 interceptions, and with a quarterback rating of 114. Those numbers are going to sound somewhat familiar, except for a few, a little bit lower for your Rowlett Eagles Preston Weeks. But you look at the competition 
at what your Rowlett Eagles are about ready to face. It's right there, at the same amount at the quarterback position. Rushing the football, 86 rushes, 306 yards, five touchdowns for him as well. McBride at the quarterback position. Didn't lead the league in rushing, or his team in rushing, as 84 rushes, 363 yards, and two touchdowns for McDaniels. So, and this was a sophomore, T.J. McDaniels. Then 58 rushes, 292 yards, and a touchdown. That's for Tim Hurd. As far as some other numbers, um, as far as 15 rushes, 82 yards, and a touchdown. For um, one of their other running backs, and that's Escabide, Chuck Escabide. And then ten, um, in six uh, rushes, 49 yards, and a touchdown for Rodriguez. And then Tomlinson, 24 rushes, uh, 130 yards, three touchdowns. So Thomas Donaldson. Um, so they got a couple of uh, running attacks that they got going on. 1,000. 100 and are 1764 yards rushing the football this season receiving for this football team 25 receptions 229 yards four touchdowns to uh, a young sophomore Jonathan McGill but leading the way 49 receptions 631 yards six touchdowns that goes to also another sophomore Blake Jackson this is a young football team. Next year, this is going to be a football team you're going to have to worry about if you're going to meet into the playoffs. 18 receptions, 500, mark that. 18 receptions, 257 yards, four touchdowns for Matt Doherty. And then six touchdowns, 32 receptions, 451 yards going to the guy that is right there secondary. He's got a tie with the guy who's got the most yardage, but the tie in touchdowns with six, Gabriel Lemon. So we'll be watching these guys in this game for the other side. And Capel is this is a game that if you're if you're not playing 100%. You're going to have a hard time getting the victory. So the Rowlett Eagles are going to have to figure out how to put it all together in order to stay with this football team. Because when you look at the numbers, they're close to your Rowlett Eagles. And so when we look at those numbers, as far as Rowlett is concerned, we, we, we've talked about this as far as where Rowlett is. But let's go ahead and talk about the actual stats for your Rowlett Eagles and we talked about uh, the Cowboys national average above average for passing 191 above that's above average rushing 187.9 that's above the national average 44 touchdowns for your Rowlett Eagles above the national average uh, 56 0.9 tackles per game above the national average. Now, this is the difference between the Rowlett Eagles and the Coppell um, Cowboys. Sacks, 13 for your Rowlett Eagles. So, Coppell has the edge there. They also have the edge in interceptions. They have 13. Your Rowlett Eagles have 7. That's below the national average. So, Interestingly enough, looking at the numbers, those last two stats as far as where they are in the national averages, 
we see the difference in the football team. That having been said, looking at Preston Weeks, 109 of 217 yards, 1,628 yards, 14 touchdowns, only five interceptions as well. So they're right there. I mean, they're both gunslinging type quarterbacks, but not necessarily a football team that always, always depends upon the pass. Why? Because they got a rushing game, same as Coppell. And you can look at it. But looking at Garrett Hermes, 28 of uh, 39, 274 yards. He also has a touchdown out on the season as well. Rushing the football. Looking at that, Kobe Morrow, 144 rushes, 733 yards, nine touchdowns out on the season. Garrett Hermes, 45 rushes, 198 with four touchdowns. But Preston Weeks rushing the football, 100 rushes, 578 yards rushing. He's got nine touchdowns also tied with Kobe Morrow. And this is a football team that they don't, there's no problem with this football team if it's within two or three yards. And we saw that in the last two games where Preston Weeks just followed some blockers and got the extra. So I think the Rowlett Eagles, I think they've got an advantage right there because they're not afraid of third down and two, third down and three. And they're not afraid to rush the football, but they can pass the ball. And we see that within the numbers, and all you got to do is look at Ladarius Dickens. This guy has been incredible for your Rowlett Eagles. 53 catches, 829 yards. He's got six touchdowns. His next catch will be for number 200 in a Rowlett Eagle jersey. So that number is incredible in three years folks three years this guy started as a sophomore and he gets his next catch in three years this young man has caught over 200 passes so crazy numbers there and good numbers that's obviously a team that depends upon their passing game but they also can run the football I think the passing game is right better here for your Rowlett Eagles because you can look at other numbers. We could go to Kobe Mara, 14 catches out of the backfield, 83 uh, yards and a touchdown. Cameron Vitas, 24 catches, 353 yards and four touchdowns for your Rowlett Eagles. Dobson, 10 catches, three, uh, 136 yards and a touchdown as well. Here comes some more stats. These guys didn't get touchdowns, but they touched the ball. Lang, one catch, 22 yards, one catch, six yards for Evans, six catches, 91 yards for Booker, who's come on, and also... Uh, a young man that's in his senior year, Jalen Bolden, 10 catches, 80 yards. Uh, and those numbers have been coming up uh, as of late. So looking at the offensive side of the ball for both of these football teams, uh, it, these are good, good numbers. These two teams are equally set right there. And uh, like what I've been seeing out of the Rowlett Eagles. Now, total Looking at the number, total all-purpose yards, we have a player that has eclipsed a 1,000 yards. Combination of rushing and catching the football, 
He's at 1,000 yards. That would be Ladarius Dickens. 829 reception, 142 rushing the football. So all-purpose yards, that is your leader for your Rowlett Eagles, uh, putting up some big numbers. Then Kobe Morrow is behind him with 816 yards um, as where he's at for the Rowlett Eagles. Good numbers there as far as that is concerned. You've got to like what you see. But looking on the other side with Preston Weeks, as he has rushed the ball for 578 yards. Some other numbers as far as all-purpose yards that are concerned. Cameron Vitosh, 526. We talked about that number. 75 all-purpose yards for Gilly as well. He's going to be a young guy that we're going to see a lot of next year. Look forward to that. Dylan Watts, 221 yards for your Rowled Eagles. And then uh, Jack uh, Jaquel Davis with 579 yards total per all-purpose yards as well. So looking at the numbers, it, they are incredible. Preston Week's total yards for the season, you know, 2,206 total yards for your Rowlett Eagles. Total yards. Love it. So like what the Rowlett Eagles have going into this game. Now, we're gonna. We, what we're gonna do here, okay, is we're gonna take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and hear from our sponsors. Our last break. Then I'm gonna bring on the Eagle Eye, and we're gonna talk about the game last week as they took on the Garland Owls. Then we're gonna take a look at this game here. We're gonna look and really jump into these numbers and see how Bill feels. Because I'll be honest, looking at this game, this game, if it's not making you nervous, you're not paying attention. <laughs> so we gotta pay attention here. So I'm a little nervous, I'm a little shaky, so let's do that. Let's take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We will dive into those commercials, and then when we get back, we will see what we are going to be looking at when we take a look at the Copple Cowboys. We'll do that here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and your Rowlett Eagles Radio Network. We will be right back. Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Regal and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. Don't just call any heating and air conditioning repairman. 
Call an expert. At Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, we are your experts. Whether it's a seasonal maintenance that keeps your system running at a peak efficiency or a complete replacement of your system, Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning does it all. Common Sense Solutions for your home comfort. Stevenson's, where quality is our standard, not our goal. Give them a call at 972-475-3227 or check them out on the web at stevensonshvac.com. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Unpleasant surprises can be annoying, but sometimes they can be devastating. If your retirement plan is vulnerable to unpleasant surprises, you do have a choice. There are strategies that can help ensure any surprise is a welcome one and reduce the threats to your retirement. Nest Egg Wealth Advisors specialize in helping protect your portfolio from unpleasant surprises. Visit nesteggadvice.com or give them a call at 972-412-6064 to request a guide to your nice, predictable retirement. We are here for the 2016 Texas State playoffs as your Rowlett Eagles are getting ready to take on the Capel Cowboys. And I got online the guy that sits next to me, the guy that sees everything I don't see, which is an awful lot. It's the Eagle Eye, Bill Serna. How you doing, Bill? Good, Sonny. How are you doing? I'm doing good. As we get set here, it's an exciting time of the year. Of course, it's playoff time. But let's take a step back. Let's go back, you know, until last Thursday. Uh, you know, a total of nine days or nine days away from us. Uh, we saw the Rowlett Eagles really dismantle a football team. Obviously, the Garland Owls are not the same Garland Owls as of the last couple of years. Yeah, they're they're not. And, and we we saw them throughout the year playing and uh, uh, games that they normally uh, really had control of they really struggled with this year so you're absolutely right it's a down year for them they lost a lot last from last year's team so uh, hopefully they'll be back up and uh, running next year 
Definitely. As we look past, let's take an even further step back, starting from the beginning of the season. Let's take a look at the season. What do you think the most impressive thing for the Rowlett Eagles that you saw this year um, that really stands out in your mind? I mean, there's been a lot of things. Unfortunately, not getting the Wiley uh, victory, that would have been the one that probably stood out. But take away from that, what, what is one of the biggest points that you've seen so far this season? season for your Raleigh Eagles that really kind of impressed you? Well, I think uh, coming out of the non-district uh, games, uh, 4-0 was, I think, the biggest impressive thing because we uh, we played some pretty strong teams in that non, uh, non-district non uh, schedule. So I think going 4-0, uh, winning those close games and, um, uh, you know, overcoming some adversity during those games, I think was uh, the biggest thing there. Isn't it kind of neat how you take a look at the Rowlett Eagles and you take a look at the roster? And I've looked over the roster. Obviously, we we take the roster with us, uh, you know, to every game, and we look at it and we see what's happening this year. Though we see a lot of seniors with a lot of leadership ability for this football team that we're going to lose. Obviously, you lose the two uh, guys that we saw since our first call on the offensive side of the ball. Of course, we were talking about Kobe Morrow and. We're also going to lose uh, Ladarius Dickens. Defensively, we're going to lose Gordon as well as uh, on the other side, Dylan Bauer. And then just a lot of uh, senior leadership this football team is losing after the end of this season. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, going into the year, I really thought uh, the seniors are going to really – be the focus for this team but I mean throughout the year we've really seen a lot of these uh, uh, juniors really step up and and, um, uh, show that Raleigh has a good future I mean on the offensive side uh, you know we've uh, seen um, uh, uh, what is his name Um, Monet Lang uh, really step up Mm -hmm. you know you guys got a great one last year and then you know with that being said you know at the last game we saw uh, uh, Amos uh, and he's only yep. a sophomore, so you know. Yeah, uh, and we've seen some receivers step up this year that are that are juniors also. And on the defensive side, you know, we've seen um, uh, Chase Taylor, uh, uh, you know, really come alive through the year. So I, I think you're absolutely right. There's a lot of senior leadership on this team, but I think there's also some juniors that have really stepped up uh, uh, and uh, really shows a bright future for this team. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. When you look at a lot of things as far as the Eagles, what they've done well, they've had a very good mix of the new clan coming in. And with the opportunity, I think that's really been huge where if you take away from one game, you got an opportunity to see the second and thirds out on the football field for long periods of time. That will only just go into spring ball um, when they are, when they're getting set for next season to be ready to be experienced I I think that that experience now with what they're getting and obviously going into the playoffs what they've learned going into the play is going to be so good for them when it's time to you know re-up and get ready to figure out who's going to be on this football team next season well absolutely and and you know just like in high school as it is in college a lot of times in your non-conference or non-district games, that's when you're going to see some of these other players that you that you normally wouldn't see during uh, district or conference. Um, you know, that's usually when you'll see the juniors and you know get some time and seeing how well they can do under pressure. Kind of opposite with Raleigh, we didn't see a lot of these uh, 
uh, underclassmen play as much during the non-conference games. Um, right. I don't know, some of the teams in the district were a little bit down, and we saw a lot more, uh, like you said, the second, third string playing, uh, playing due to the, you know, the the outcome of the game. So uh, you, they got to, you know, you got a lot of these uh, younger guys that got to play during key district games. I'm taking a look at the game as the Rowlett Eagles, they go into the first round. And in looking at the stats and reading things as I've had today to get the uh, the pregame show all set and ready to go, I've done a lot of reading today. And what I've, what I've been hooked on and what I've seen is how offensively compatible both these teams are just about the same bill, except for a couple of big stats that I think are huge compared to some of the other ones and one of them is the sacks getting to the quarterback this is a football team that uh, as far as the Capel Cowboys they've got to the quarterback 23 times this season as your Rowlets unfortunately have only been able to get to the quarterback 13 times I think that's going to be a big thing that they are going to have to be aware of in this first uh, round of the playoffs well and you know, our Rowlett offensive line is one of the bigger offensive lines around. Yeah, uh, this, you know, the early in the season, Capel played um, uh, Allen, and Allen beat him forty-two to yeah. twenty, and really had control of that game. Uh, and that, that's probably the biggest offensive line they've seen. This is probably gonna be the next largest offensive line they've seen. So, you know, it, it might not be as easy to uh, um, get to the quarterback like they've had. Our offensive line, you, we've seen them open up huge holes. Uh, all year long. I mean, even in non-district uh, uh, games. So, you know, I think Capel is going to really uh, have a challenge with our offensive line as they've been a, a successful for most of the year. Except, you know, take away from that Saxon game, the rest of the year they, they've been very, um, uh, a very stingy on, on being able to get to the quarterback. And taking a look at another stat that stood out to me as far as team stats were concerned were the interceptions for this Capel Cowboys football team. 16 interceptions compared to the Rowlett Eagles. Seven uh, big numbers there, meaning that they're definitely working into the secondary, and it's almost like they might be, you know, just, you know, trying to challenge the quarterback to make a play that maybe he shouldn't be ready to make. Because when you look at this, football team, there's well, obviously they played 10 games, they got 16 interceptions, that's 1.6 a game, so that's a big time uh, that could turn this game around as long, as long as they're looking at those numbers, what do you think those numbers say? Well, obviously they're, they're a good defensive team I will tell you though, you know, when you are up a lot the way they were, you know, and they they had a, a good control of their uh, district except for uh, Jazut, um, you know, these teams are having to throw a lot, and you know they're having to try to get downfield because they're they're trying to chase the Cowboys. So um, you know you're going to be putting the ball up in the air a lot more. Good point. 
Good point. And, and I, I was kind of thinking the same thing because when you looked at the scores that they won by, take away obviously the two losses that they have on in the season, they pretty much cranked everybody away. So you're right. They feed them into making that mistake uh, downfield and trying to catch up. So very good point. Looking at the quarterback position, you look at Preston Weeks. He's 109 to 217, 1,628 yards passing for the season. Only five interceptions, I think, is quite impressive, especially when you think about the beginning of the season and that out-of-district game. I thought that number could be even higher as far as the interceptions were concerned. But 14 touchdowns when you take a look at that. On the other side, you look at McBride. He's got 24 touchdowns compared to only five interceptions. He's also thrown for 1,865 yards. You're looking at kind of like the same kind of quarterback because when you jump down to the rushing, uh, you got the same thing over there at the rushing uh, as far as McBride is concerned. McBride with uh, 306 uh, yards uh, rushing but five touchdowns. I think that's where the difference in the quarterback is because if you look at Preston Weeks, that guy's got some yardage and touchdowns as he's rushed the ball quite a bit for this football team. He's got 100 rushes, 578 uh, yards, nine touchdowns. So we see a little bit of a difference in the quarterback position. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, but all in all, I think they're very comparable to each other. Uh, yeah. You know, the week definitely is a, a definitely larger than McBride is. So uh, you know that that is a positive for week. But and, and like I mentioned before, that offensive line gives him holes. And you know, just about every time that Weeks runs the ball, he he makes positive yards. You know, uh, you and I started talking about Capel with two games less in the regular season. And right right. from the very beginning, I I kept telling you, very, very similar teams on both sides of the ball. So, you know, it's it's an advantage for both of them because, you know, they practice against each other. So they they know what to see. They know what kind of offense they have. I think the one glaring thing that stands out is that we have um, almost a, a stud running back and a stud receiver where um, where Capel has more of a, a of a committee of uh, runners that are absolutely uh, carrying carrying the ball where you know Morrow uh, takes care of most of our uh, our rushes from from the scrimmage and uh, same with Ladarius Dickens they are our two go go to guys where Capel has uh, has a host of guys yeah, and I was looking at those stats. Those I think that actually stands out big time when you look at it uh, as far as the receiving yards. And, and, and that's no offense against the football team. They got only one guy up there with 631 yards receiving. He's got four touchdowns. Uh, two guys that have six touchdowns out on the season, but 631 yards and um, also 451. So 1,916 total yards passing uh, or receiving for this football team out on the football field. And right there, same thing, kind of with the Raleigh Eagles when you look at the numbers, but it's 1,918 yards. So, you know, a little bit different. So I think this game, you know, you can kind of look at the numbers and go, what's going to break? And what usually breaks in a game like this is special teams. You're absolutely right. And if you get asked me what the key of the game is going to be, that's exactly what it is. It's going to be special teams. Uh, uh, that and, and who limits the turnovers. Turnovers are going to be huge during the playoffs. 
Yeah, look, when you when you look at numbers, and we can always say in every game it's about turnovers and things of that sort, but really in this game, when you got teams that are so, you know, comparable like these two are, I mean, we're going to get a great game here. We got, I mean, granted, we want to see the Rowlett Eagles get the victory, um, so, but we're going to see a very comparable game, two teams that are going to be neck and neck um, through that, so when it does come down to those special teams, it'll just be who's on the ball. If the ball's on the ground, who's going to get on that free ball? It's going to be a good one here that we got going on. So, But a big thing that happens here, if the Rowlett Eagles get the victory here today, on the other side, the Rockwall Yellow Jackets get Montgomery. We could be setting ourselves up for another fight against the Rockwall Yellow Jackets because I was looking at the way the bracket sets up, and that could be a lot of fun next week if both those teams get the victory. Well, and I don't see uh, uh, Rockwall have any problem with Montgomery, so... Uh, yeah, if Relic comes out of this game uh, victorious, then they are going to be playing Rockwall. And I would not be surprised to see him playing in the Cotton Bowl again. How, how, how ironic would that be? That would be ironic, but that was another thing. I didn't know if you knew where those games were going to be held uh, the next round because I looked all over the place to try to find it. Do you have any idea where the second round would be taking place for this area? Or, yeah, I mean, sounds like you think the Cotton Bowl would be a place that they may end up at. Yeah, well, and because of the location of two schools, they try to put something in the middle, and you can't, there's nothing in the middle uh, between us. Uh, we, so, in my opinion, I think it's either going to be the Cotton Bowl or it's going to be at Mesquite Memorial. Yeah, so, you know, and um, next week, if it does happen, we're going to bring on the guests here in the pregame show. We're going to bring on Chris Curtis. He's the guy that handles all the media for the Rockwall uh, ISD. He's a good friend of mine as we, we kind of spar back and forth on that one. So if we get him, uh, if we get the Rockwall Yellow Jackets next week, if we're uh, capable of getting the win and the Rockwall Yellow Jackets beats Montgomery, we're going to have a good one. This one's going to be a good one in a playoff uh, at atmosphere um, that is going to be huge and you know looking at, at you know we talked about the the um, actual uh, fact that you're going to have to look at special teams in this game. I, I'm looking at a lot of things in this one. Number one, penetration into getting to the quarterback. Um, that's going to be huge. If the Rowlett Eagles, like you were talking about the offensive line being bigger than most, can hold off that, that obviously that pass rush that they've been able to get in there and stack the quarterback, I think that's going to be key to the game. It's going to be the offensive line in order to get Preston Weeks or you know if it's Hermes in the back of the field to do what they well, and not knowing much about Capel, I can say that just based on the numbers, I don't see them as over-the-top uh, style passing. I, I see it as uh, short passes um, and, and trying to gain yards off of that. They just based on on their on their rushes yards and their passing yards. It seems like a lot of it might be ball control. Uh, you know, at some of these uh, teams, you see some some godly numbers. Uh, you know, on the receiving side or the rushing side of it. I think this is a ball control team. I think this could be a, a pretty fast game in, in, in sense of time. Uh, and so it's, it's going to be see who control the ball. Who, and, uh, you know, at, with a limited uh, special teams place, who's going to be able to uh, take advantage of that? 
and just a number I was looking at in the rushing have the Rowlett Eagles always give up that big play up the middle or in that rushing. There's not a guy on that football team who's got a longer rush than 39 yards, and the other ones that are close are two guys with 30. After that, it's 20 yards. I think if the Rowlett Eagles obviously can stop that big play that they always seem to give up on that run, um, if they are able to prevent that kind of thing, this game could be something that would be, I don't want to say easy, but definitely easier in order for them to get the victory. You don't give up the big play. Watch that special teams play and be able to take advantage of it. This one, this one's going to be good. And where they end up, I mean, whether it's Cotton Bowl, whether it's over at Mesquite, or whether or not they figure out a way to make it, you know, some kind of a home game, bring it over to HBJ or Rockwall itself. I would be kind of cool uh, because if this game was played over at Rockwall, we'd rock the visitor side. Um, and if obviously if it's HBJ, we'd rock the, obviously the home side. So it'd be kind of cool. I don't know. Does it work that way? Can it work that way? Is there some? Is there something to where teams can agree up on where they can end up playing once it gets into the playoffs area? Well, I'll tell you, both Rockwall or Rowlett will never agree to play at the other team's uh, uh, stadium. <laughs> uh, I, I, I know that they are trying to um, – there's been some talk with UIL to possibly making the first two rounds be home games for the higher seed. Um, Got it. The issue with, the issue with that is in this, in this case, both if, – if Rockwall and Rowlett win, both are the number two seeds – in from their district so who would, be, who would be considered the higher seat so that's part of the issue um when you're looking at stadiums and, and you're trying to be somewhere in a neutral site but nearby or between the stadiums or between the schools there's really to me three th- maybe four options there's going to be um uh cotton bowl there's going to be miss right. there's going to be williams or there's going to be wiley high school i think those are really well, i don't think you're wiley and uh, I think those are the only four locations that I think um, that would c- come into play in a situation like this. I, I can't see them moving them and having them play at um, at South Lake uh, Stadium or Carrollton, mm-hmm. yeah, or Carrollton ISD because yeah, you're taking them away from uh, the, the whole goal is do a neutral uh, site, and we've seen it like last year when we played at Baylor. Um, you know, it was a team from Belton, and uh, or, or I'm sorry, Houston, and a team from here. They what they do is they comp, they they find a neutral site in the middle of, of the two uh, right uh, two locations. But because these schools are so close, they're going to find a stadium that's nearby. That'd be, and that's good. At least it'll keep the interest in the area. And then moving on to the third round. Um, any idea where the third round? I've, I've heard a lot about uh, uh, Cowboys Stadium. I know Lakeview Centennial, um, if they made it to the third round, I heard that they had an opportunity for Cowboys Stadium. Um, is, is that an opportunity for Rowlett as well, or is it, will they keep them away from that stadium, you think? Yeah, they, they, they've already announced that they're not going to have any games at Cowboys Stadium for the first three rounds. So oh, for um, the first three rounds, got it. Thank you. Yeah, for the first three rounds, um, because we third round we have a high chance of playing a team from uh, Houston. I think once again would it be down in Waco or somewhere in that area uh, for a game if, if that was to come about. 
Got love McLean Stadium, a beautiful stadium to have a game in. We've been down there for the last two years. Oh, I actually marked well, that three years. So, you know, you know it's been kind of cool. Uh, actually, last two years. The first year we didn't make quite make it over to McLean Stadium, but yeah, it was kind of well, cool I, for the last two years. Yeah, and they didn't have it open uh, that first year that we were doing it. So they were still in, in their old stadium. I will tell you right. that in the third round, there's a good chance if, if uh, the Mesquite um, – District is in that bracket. There's a chance we could play playing a be playing playing a team from Mesquite in that third round, which once again would put us close to home again. Nah, that'd be great. I, I mean, I like taking the long road trips; it's kind of fun. But at the same time, I like to make make sure it's close enough to where fans can get out there. And this one's close enough for you know, it's just the George Bush to the 35, head to the airport. It's that second exit after you hit it, and then it's just a little bit south. It's not very far, Bill. And just to let you know, uh, last uh, game as far as the Raleigh Eagles were concerned, when they took on the Garland Owls, 9,800 listens. I think we'll go over the top of 10,000 here in the first game of the playoffs. Well, and that's great. We did that last year. We got to around 13,000 in the third round. So i uh, love to keep it going. Uh, you know, it's a, whoever can't make it out of the stadium, I mean, Saturday's going to be a beautiful day. They said there's about 10% chance of rain. But, um, you know, I, I, my side job as a meteorologist, I've been kind of keeping an eye on the weather and everything uh, <laughs> everything looks uh, good so far. But they say about 10% chance for rain, but it's, I mean, it's going to be like 75 degrees. It's going to be a nice day. I hope you can predict the wind uh, for the Rowlett Eagles as you can predict the weather, um, which is supposed to be beautiful. So that's going to be a good one. So that's going to do it for us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Uh, the Eagle Eye Bill Cerner joining us. Thanks for taking some time uh, as it's been a busy week for both of us, and I'm glad we were able to get it done. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward. I think it's going to be a fun, entertaining game, and, and I think uh, uh, it's going to be it's going to be a dogfight on this one. Yeah, get out early also for the tailgate. It starts at 10.30, just to let everybody know. The tailgate, if you want to go out there and enjoy something. We had a great time just out there just talking talking football with the fans of the Rowlett. That was fun, too. Yeah, absolutely. And not only that, we kind of learned some of uh, some of the names that we were pronouncing wrong all year long. <laughs> All year long. Hey, it happens all year long, so it's good. So that's going to do it for us here in the pregame show. Your Rowlett Eagles in the first round taking on the Capel Cowboys, you know, a football team that is 8-2. Your Rowlett Eagles 9-1. It's going to be a good one. Remember, it's Saturday, 1 p.m. for those that are listening to this early. And get on the website, www.thecouchpotato.wix.com forward slash Rowlett Eagle Sports, or give us a call at 347-215-7497. You can listen, get the updates, or listen to the whole game. That's going to do it for us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and your Rowlett Eagles radio network. Go Eagles!